welcome to the Foam Finger Podcast. I am your host, Ian, alongside my co-host, Jacob. It is Thursday, May 11th. A lot of sports are going on, so let's start it off with the NBA playoffs. What do you think of the Rockets-Spurs series? You know, we only had one good game so far. The first four were blowouts. None of them decided by less than 10 points. But the fifth one, we had overtime. Which was, yeah, that was... That was a great game. It was a very, very, very good game. Harden let the team down, though. I gotta say. I think Harden should have done more. Yeah. Gramps pulled through for the Spurs. Um, with Leonard out, Ginobili and Danny Green, they both stepped up. Uh, showing how the Spurs play a true brand of team basketball, unlike some other teams in the NBA. Um, I, I mean, I'm pulling for San Antonio. I like the way that they play. And I see them closing it out in six... If you see not, them winning tonight? I do see them winning. Wow. Um, With Kawhi out, possibly? I think Kawhi's playing. He said he was playing. He said he Yeah, but out. even if he's playing, like, it's it's iffy. Like, I, I still think... I think it's at least going to seven. I think the Spurs will win in seven. Uh, but it's... With, if Kawhi's injury is serious enough for him to sit out overtime and for him to lose minutes today, like, that could seriously hurt them. Yeah, but, I mean, as shown in overtime, the Spurs play team basketball. Danny Green outscored the entire Rockets team in overtime. Um, I mean, but that's just part yeah. of that's That's the team. That's their team basketball, and it's nothing more than that. Um, anybody can step in and play their role, do their job, and the Spurs... And that's, all that stuff goes right back to Pop, though. Like, oh, he's the best coach in the best NBA. Best coach in hands the NBA, down. yeah, without a doubt. I mean, he's one of the greatest of all time, and there's a good reason for that. He's shown that he can win with anybody. Obviously, he's had... The delight of having like Tim Duncan pretty much yeah. his entire tenure with the Spurs. When you're a top ten guy of all time playing with on your team. Right, it helps, but I think Popovich but, also. But it's the made... same thing with like a Brady Belichick thing. Like Belichick's the best coach in the NFL, but Brady's a top five guy ever to play the sport. Arguably but it's the still best. but it's still very like both are very important and both are great coaches. Right, for sure. Um I mean, I think Popovich almost made Duncan as much as Duncan made Popovich. You know, they helped each other out. It's like a chicken and the egg situation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, well, the winner of that series, either if the Spurs win in six, seven, or the Rockets pull it out in seven, they will go on to face the Golden State Warriors. Is there any chance that either of these teams get more than two games off the Warriors? I, they're, they're unstoppable at this point. I mean, they're playing well. Draymond is just straight up trolling everyone right now, doing whatever he wants, whenever he wants. He's playing like a true Draymond right now. Draymond's making a case for him being a real top 10 player in the NBA. No. I, he's making a case he's for not it the way he's playing. He's close to a top 10 player. He's not, but he's making a case for it. I love the way no. he's playing. Even though I'm a Michigan fan, I respect Draymond. I like the way he plays. I love watching him play. Um, he's really fun to watch, and he he's a really... The X factor on that Warriors. Team. Yeah, but he's not a top ten player. He's he's possibly top twenty. There's no chance he's top ten. I think he's top twenty for sure. Uh, but I, he's not. He's not top ten. I won't say he's top ten. But he's making a case for it. He's not even top three on his team. That's no. He's better than I. I'd, I'd rather have him than Clay Thompson. Yeah, but without it's a close. question, yeah. Thompson plays good defense and shoots the ball. Yeah. Draymond plays good defense, passes the ball, shoots the ball. He's an enforcer. He gets the team motivated. Draymond does everything for that team. Um, He's still not even the top two on his team. No. That's for sure. No, not at all. But I love the way he plays. But I I still think he's the X factor on that team. 
I don't um, think it. And plus, if it, let's say the Spurs win and Draymond's guarding Kawhi and Kawhi's guarding Draymond, that'll be a fun matchup to watch. But I still don't see anyone taking more than two games off of the Warriors. I just don't think it's possible. If Draymond's shutting down Kawhi, does Kawhi even look angry? Is the question. Ooh. Does he show any emotion? Like that, Draymond? Uh, ooh, that'll be wow. Didn't think about that. You got a lot of emotion versus no emotion. That might be the most emotional player in the NBA. Do you think Kawhi being emotionless hurts his case for like being a superstar in the NBA? Like, what does Kawhi Leonard's voice sound like? We don't know. No, like I don't know what Kawhi Leonard's voice sound like, but I can tell you what most of the NBA superstars' voice sound like. But I cannot hear Kawhi Leonard's voice. Well, I was I was saying that Draymond's the most emotional player in the NBA, and then Kawhi without a doubt might be the least. Um, yeah, but I agree with the case that. Kawhi not being very outspoken can hurt his case for MVP. If you see... Not only does it hurt his case for MVP, like, as fans, it hurts his legitimacy as a player when you don't see him out there. Right. He doesn't make a brand for himself, but, you know, he just shows it on the court. He's good enough to have his own shoes, but doesn't. I mean... Yeah, I mean, but he doesn't doesn't make a brand for himself. I don't... Obviously, a lot of the NBA is about the advertising and about the popularity, but... Kawhi, it looks like he's all about winning. But I also love how unselfish Kawhi is with that situation. Like, that's what makes him a fun guy to watch. Yeah, I respect him just as much as I respect any player in the NBA. But he's also a much more defensive-minded player, which isn't as he's, flashy to fans. He's an all-around basketball player. I, I get it, he's probably the no, best No, he's the best defender. two-way player in the league. Oh. I would argue he's the best two-way player in the league. Maybe LeBron when he's fully trying. But yeah, Kawhi like, if day you in watch, day out. Kawhi can take over on offense too. It's not just yeah. No, defense that's, that's, for him, I mean, that's why I'm saying two way player. Yeah, he's a phenomenal on both ends too. It's not like he's average on one, good on the other. He's a phenomenal player on both ends of the floor. Um, so yeah. do the Spurs or Rockets have any chance of beating the Warriors? I think the Spurs could take two games. Maybe the Rockets could take one at home, but I still don't see. Yeah, either. I don't. I think the Spurs. The Spurs play good enough basketball and are well enough coached to maybe get a couple games. Um, hopefully it's a good series. No one's beating Golden State and Oracle. That's just not happening in this playoffs. No. And what this and the winner, most likely Golden State, will go on to face most likely Cleveland in the NBA Finals, a very anticipated matchup, which would be the third year in a row that they face that they face each other in the finals. What about this whole rivalry, and how is this heating? How has this been been anticipated? See, How's it now, heating up? Now, my take on this whole thing is, I love watching the NBA Finals, but building up to it kind of sucks. It sort of ruins the rest of the playoffs when you know for a fact that it's going to be Cavs Warriors all the way through. Like, it it right. kind of ruined the regular season. Like every storyline in the regular season. Always came with that caveat, like, doesn't matter, Cavs-Warriors are still going to be in the final, barring a right. major injury. Even even though the Cavs didn't have the one seed, you most... It, it's, yeah, I was looking at the bracket today, and I completely forgot the Cavs didn't have the one seed. It's, it's pretty much set in stone that they're yeah. going to be facing each other in the finals. But it kind of makes the whole regular season and the beginning of the playoffs pointless. But it does make a great NBA Finals which is very fun to watch. And that's why finals ratings kill, but like, I'm sure these NBA playoffs ratings are not doing that well. No. I mean, these NA- and the NHL playoffs is phenomenal. Oh, and yeah, they, the they N- still NBA ratings, ratings are still killing. N- right. NHL. And that's what I'm saying. NHL, NHL games have been much more entertaining and much better games. Down to the wire every game, bunch of overtimes. But, I mean, and the NBA has lacked that whole yeah. excitement. It's, 
it's been a boring playoffs. So one series that has also been pretty boring has been the Celtics-Wizards game. I mean, they've been going back and forth, but they haven't really been close games. Every home team's won every the game. The home team has won every game. The lowest the lowest margin was 10 points in Game 2, where the Celtics won in overtime. So there has been one close game, but it was still a 10-point game. Yeah, but overtime's still good game. Overtime's fun. Overtime's very fun to watch. But besides for that game, there has been a... 12-point game, pretty much a 30-point game, a couple 20, and then two 20-point games. Yeah. It's just, it, it, it's not exciting. It's not fun, it's not fun to watch unless you're on the winning side, which has been the home team in all five of these games, and they play, I believe, tomorrow night in Washington, where the Wizards will be playing for their lives. And they're on the brink of elimination. And what do you think happens in this game? I think I think it's going to stay the same where home team wins. And going to a Game 7, Boston wins it out at home. Who do you think has a better chance of beating LeBron in the next round? I mean, not that they're going to. Who do you think has a better chance of taking more games? I should rephrase it. People are saying that Washington matches up better. But I just think that the Celtics are a much more talented team with an insane amount of weapons that could possibly get a couple games off of the Cavaliers. I mean, Isaiah Thomas has been playing very, very well. As you saw in the first half of last night's game, Avery Bradley put up 25 points, which showing that he has the capability. Um, I also like Jay Crowder's a good all-around player. Uh, Al Horford also is very good. So they have a bunch of weapons that can contribute offensively. Uh, defensively, they they've not. See, really I had disagree great with games. that. I disagree with that. I think that the Wizards have the better chance of matching up, just because like the fact that the John Wall is the best player in this series. He's better than Isaiah Thomas. And so, when we're looking at that, best player in the NBA is always the better team. Like, better team always has the best player. And so, if we're going to the next round, if John Wall gets hot in the game, and let's say LeBron's having a bad game, they could possibly take one or two. I, 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 I totally disagree with I that don't statement. Think- I mean, Isaiah Thomas has proven to be better than John Wall. No. John Wall might, might be John Wall's more explosive, and when he's hot, he's better. He's more explosive, more athletic, but he hasn't put up the 53 points that Isaiah Thomas just put up in a playoff game. I just, John That's the most since Allen Iverson. Yeah, but I still see John Wall as the better, more explosive, more consistently explosive player. Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas has pretty much had 20 points in almost, I think... The first time he was held under 20 was in both of their uh, in their losses. Um, but I think Isaiah Thomas is much more explosive and can go for way more points than John Wall can. I mean, John Wall is obviously a phenomenal point guard. He might be the best. All right. When John Wall is at his best and when Isaiah Thomas is at his best, who's the better player? Isaiah Thomas. No, John Wall. I, Isaiah Thomas put up 53 points. No. That's that's his, that's his best. John Wall is the better player. Not at all. Isaiah Thomas, the only he's been held under twenty the past three games. Exactly. Um, under two of those have been three games. Two of those have been losses, but he hasn't been putting in the minutes that he has had to. He's um, a, I mean he should be playing forty five minutes a game, which he did in the fifty three point Can't game. Handle forty five minutes a game. I. I think he totally can. He's an NBA basketball player. It's playoff time. Yes. He, you go full speed all the time. And Isaiah Thomas, I, he's much more explosive. In the fourth quarter, he's unstoppable. It's his time. Those 53 points aren't coming from John Wall. John Wall cannot put up 53 points. I mean, yeah, John Wall can't put up 53 points, but I just still think he's the... I 
think he his style of play matches up better against the Cavs. I think he'll be able to run with them. He'll be able to just get in up the track meet with them. He'll be able to go pound for pound with Kyrie, while I think Isaiah Thomas will just get pounded by him. Right. The only problem is the Wizards' backup point guard is Brandon Jennings, where the Celtics bring in guys like Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier, who I think... Brandon Jennings is good. He is good, but he hasn't really done anything. And I will yeah, say, John, he, John Wall's he, career high has been 47 points. So Isaiah Thomas's career high, playoff high, is higher than John Wall's career So are we going to focus on their best game, or are we going to focus on their average? Because in John Wall's last... Or in, Isaiah Thomas' last three games, he's been held under 20 points. So let's look at Because he hasn't had to do much. He, he's lost two of those games. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just I, I would much rather have Isaiah Thomas on my team going into an NBA Finals. Going, in, NBA going Finals, into Eastern, conference, Eastern finals conference Finals against LeBron, yeah. I would much rather have Isaiah Thomas. Um, okay, I will say John Wall did average more points in the regular season than... Isaiah Thomas, but I mean it was by four points a game. Um, Isaiah uh, John Wall was also putting up three more minutes per game. That man, I mean that's not. Um, I I still think I still think John Wall is a better player. Uh, let's move I off. Take that back. That was in the playoffs. Let's move off Excuse the me. Eastern Conference playoffs and let's move on to some of those miscellaneous NBA stories like Kristaps Porzingis who decided to tweet out, well, possibly decided to tweet out L.A. Clippers with three smiley face emojis. Jacob, do you, do you read into this at all? I, uh, he claims that his account was hacked. Uh, no, it was, you don't get hacked. If you get hacked, why is someone tweeting L.A. Clippers? If I'm... Because it, it creates speculation. Like if we're I'm hypothetically right breaking into an account, why am I tweeting L.A. Clippers? Why not tweet something way more exciting? Because it creates speculation that he's going to go to the LA Clippers in free agency, which is was the whole speculation. That's what the whole speculation is about. Going back to my last point, in the regular season, the bigger time frame, Isaiah Thomas averaged six more points per game than John Wall. So your whole consistency thing, numbers, num, numbers never lie. So just to put that out there, Isaiah Thomas is more explosive. Can about put up more points than John Wall? No. Okay. Let's let's go back to that Porzingis. You think he's going? You think he's going to stay? His brother uh, is saying that he wants to stay. I don't know. I would want to get out of, the, out get, of New York get as, as, fast, far as fast as I can. As possible. If Hawaii had go. a team, you go to Hawaii. If Alaska had a team, you'd go. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to have anything to do. That franchise is a mess oh, right now. God. With James Dolan and... Um, Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson's Charles idiot. Oakley has had this whole thing. It's, it's a disaster. Carmelo seems like he wants to get out. I don't even know. Carmelo is having some of the greatest stuff going on where he got a stripper pregnant. Did you hear about this? I did. Carmelo I did. got a stripper pregnant. And I hope this whole thing with him, Lala, and the stripper never ends. It is incredible. Just adds on to the New York Knicks regular season, seems like. Um... Another star coming into the NBA, possibly a star, according to his father, he will be the greatest player ever, ever to live, ever to walk the earth. Lonzo Ball just released shoes. They are $495, and the slippers are $220. No, they're not slippers. They're slides. They're slides. Are they slides? They're slides. They look more like slides. They're flip-flops, and I think that is the story that's being overlooked, is that the flip-flops 
are what? How much did they cost? Two hundred twenty. Two hundred twenty dollars for flip flops. I wouldn't pay more than thirty dollars for flip flops. And then the shoes, oh, on top of that, costing what? Three hundred four hundred ninety five. Four hundred ninety five dollars. Five hundred dollars for a pair of shoes. A signed pair is nine hundred ninety five dollars. Yeah, that, I love the signed pair, nine hundred ninety five. But. Did like they've apparently sold five hundred pairs of they the made shoes? A um, apparently they made one hundred fifty thousand dollars no. in the opening week. One hundred fifty thousand. Where did you see that? That's I, I'm pretty sure that's what they made. Um, <sighs> but what the the release date that, isn't until um, maybe maybe it's not until November. So what Lavar Ball is doing? He's a genius businessman. He is doing the same thing of how Trump won the election. Uh, he is creating this media and people are getting to talk about it. Um, yeah, Nice Kicks estimated big baller brand brought in approximately $157,000 in revenue during the first day of sales for the ZO2s. Well, I mean, look, it, I, I guess it worked. I don't know. Because think but, about it. See, but like, I, we it, don't, it, it, like, it costs less than a dollar to make these shoes. So they're less, ma- more than a dollar. But like, it, it costs less than a dollar. I think it, they cost like 10 cents per pair. It's it's no. in, it's ridiculous. So even let's say, let's say they cost $2 to make, which I don't think they do. Um, they're making $493 on yeah, each pair. No, they're making a ton on each pair. And, and they, I don't, guess, and they I only guess, have to produce the amount that they need that, to make. They, like if LeVar, if LeVar Vaults, if LeVar Vaults, Produces Sun shoes and said like they're hundred fifty bucks. Then I I mean I don't they probably would have sold a decent amount. They would they, not be selling would, as much as they. They have. would probably have sold the same amount actually. Maybe I don't I don't they would have sold maybe the same amount of shoes, but they would not I, be making. They would have. They're not getting. Less. They're not getting this this Just attention the that they're getting now. Yeah, they've gotten. We're giving them free publicity. Tons. Well, I mean, yeah, well, we are, but like ESPN, like the big the big companies are giving him the free publicity, and it is, uh, and. Darren Ravel said it was something like $30 million worth of ad revenue or something. It's all free. It's all for free. It's all free. All right, let's move on to my my favorite thing that happened this Saturday, the Kentucky Derby. And let's start off with everyone's fan favorite horse, Patch. Now, for those of you who don't know, Patch was the one-eyed horse who who gave a real strong effort in the Derby this weekend. He, uh, I think, came in maybe last, second to last place. He did not do very well. He, although he was one eye. Patch came in 17th place. 17th out of 20 for Patch. What a race. But Patch, at the beginning of the day, had like, I think, 20 or 30 to 1 odds. And then people realized he's a one-eyed horse and started throwing money at the guy. By the end of the day, he was at like 15, 16 to 1 odds. And I think that really is the antithesis of how stupid Americans are. If they're willing to bet on a one-eyed horse in a Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's a it's a pretty cool story. Patch actually came in 14th place. I was wrong. So, uh, that's, that's impressive. A one-eyed horse coming in at 14th place. Um, my, my favorite story about the whole thing is that his name was Patch before he lost his eye. Which is the pinnacle of irony. Just that is. the pinnacle of irony. But the real winner of the Kentucky Derby was always dreaming. And, well, the real winner was Pash. But always dreaming technically won the race. Yep. And he was the favorite. He was the favorite. So that's five years in a row the favorite won the Derby. It's so also, I believe, if, if you're betting out there in the Derby, 
bet the favorite every year. I also believe that it's the seventh year in a row that a Latino jockey has won the race. So I, I, I obviously they're doing something right, which is that's it's impressive. Also, did you see the horse that totally freaked out and like didn't oh, run? Oh, thunder snow. Poor thunder snow. Gotta feel bad for. Did not finish. Did yeah, did not. It's, oh, poor guy. Yeah, coming in last. He started off real hot and then just stopped. Yeah, gotta gotta feel bad for the horse and the jockey and the owner. So, Jacob, have you ever noticed that horses have some of the craziest names? They have great names. If you if you were to name a horse, what would it be? If I were to name a horse, it would be. Ooh, that's tough. Come back to me on that one. I'll All right. Think about it. Well, I have a game that we're gonna play. It's called "Of Course It's a Horse," and I'm gonna give you a name, and you have to tell me if it was a real horse that that uh, raced at Churchill Downs this weekend, or if I just made that name up. I came up with my horse name. What is it? Nachos. Every day. That's, that's that would be my horse name, that's and a, I think it would be a great horse name, and it would be the favorite to win the Kentucky Derby. Alrighty, Jake. And would take home two triple crowns in a row. Well, it can't be three twice, so that's not possible. Um, let's start it off with the name Fine China. Fine China. Is it a horse that route raced in the Kentucky Derby or not? No. You're correct. I well, offer one. What was the thought process there? Who would name a horse Fine China? No, no, you never know. Okay. Same person that would name a horse Nachos Every Day. You would name a horse Fine China? No. Oh well. Okay, on to the next one. Linda. <laughs> Linda. Linda. Yes. Yeah, Linda was a horse in the in the Derby this weekend, and I think that's a great. I've always had the theory that if you're gonna give an animal a human name, give it a really normal human name. Like, the idea of naming a dog Doug to me is so funny. Just naming him Doug, and that just always cracked me up. All right, on to the next horse. Bobby on Fleek. No. Incorrect, Jacob. That is a real horse. <laughs> there was a horse, a Bobby There on was Fleek. a horse named Bobby on Fleek. It's impressive. Yeah. Let's move on to Limousine Liberal. Yes. It was. Alright. So you've gotten... Three for four. Three for four. Okay. Next one. Friend zone. No. Correct. Alright. Four well, for five. Why are you so quick with that one? I, it, it didn't... It did not sound like a horse's name. Okay. Fireball shot. No. No, it is a horse. There was a horse. Fireball shot. There was a horse shot. named Fireball shot. Alright. Alright, so you've gotten two wrong. On to Filthy Rich. No. Well, it's not a horse. That's right. correct. You're doing way better than I expected. Am I, what, five for seven? Or? Yeah, you've gotten two wrong. I would have... All right, all right. Okay. On to the eighth one. Nine iron. Yes. No. Oh. I made that one up. Nine iron. Yeah, that was... Uh, I would name mine actually seven iron. I think there was a horse in the club. race named seven iron. That's my favorite golf club. So, always got to love the 7-iron. But 9-iron, uh, that's that's not a good name. Okay, on to the next one. Big score. Yes. That is the horse. All right. All right, last one. Let's see. 
You're at 70. You've gotten seven, seven, out of, out. seven out of nine right. Six out of nine. Six out of nine right. Let's see if you can get 70%. Made in America. Yes. No. Oh. That was the best fake name that I thought of. Oh, that for is a good sure. One. There would be a horse made in America. Well, yeah. If I were to name a horse, I have been thinking about this for a while, and I think Made in America would be mine, or or just straight up USA. Just yeah, I I would disagree. USA. I would not name a horse USA. Oh, great name for a horse. So now we're gonna move on to the NHL playoffs. Something that I love to talk about. Something that Ian does not love to talk about. I don't pay attention to it. All right, so last night we had two Game 7s, something that we've only had, I believe, one of. I don't in, know. In basketball, because NHL playoffs has been much more exciting and much better. No. Disagree. Okay, it's, I don't think there's much to disagree about. But last night, Pittsburgh beat Washington in Washington in Game 7. Washington cannot seem to make it out of the first round. Out of the second round. Second round, excuse me. Alex Ovechkin cannot win a Stanley Cup. You kind of got to feel bad for him. It's also kind of fun. No, it's, you can't feel bad for him because he's had all the opportunity and he, he should have the capability of doing it. Alex Ovechkin's not a clutch player. He doesn't have the clutch gene. Yeah, Sidney Crosby just stands in his way every time. Even if he goes head face head first into, a board, into the boards, he comes back, and he plays well in that game seven, picking up, I believe, which was one assist, um, which was a very nice play in front of the net to score a goal. I thought someone, like, killed Crosby on the ice. Didn't it seems like something tries to kill him every year, but the NHL players are tough, and they get back out oh, there. Oh, yeah, so tough. Eric Carlson, the defenseman for the Ottawa Senators, who are moving on to the next round. They beat the New York Rangers. Very disappointed for, for Team America there. Yeah, well, the Rangers, they didn't win. They weren't expected, expected to beat the Canadians, which who they beat in the first round. But Eric Carlson, the captain of the Senators, the best player, is pretty much playing on one foot. He has a broken foot. Tell me playing on a broken foot is not being tough. Being stupid is not being tough. I mean, yeah, it's being tough, but like, why would you play on a broken foot? And he's playing phenomenal while doing it. Well, uh, what's his name in the in the Super Bowl the other two years ago played with a broken arm? Thomas Davis. Thomas Davis played with a broken arm. I believe it was fixed and like kind of broken. He played with a broken arm. Okay, yeah. Thomas Davis is one of very, very, very few of tough players in the NFL. Oh yeah. I will say uh, that hockey players are tougher me. than football players. Excuse me. Who's the quarterback who's the backup quarterback for Miami Dolphins? Uh, Matt Moore. Matt Moore played through a phenomenal concussion. I mean, he played through that strong as well. Yes, but I don't think he had a concussion. So. Well, Matt Moore had a concussion after that Steelers hit. I don't. Did he end up having a concussion? Yeah, I remember there was an investigation into how it was handled because oh, right. of how okay. how okay. hard so, he was hit. Yeah, that's just football players not knowing where they are. Hey, it was, Matt Moore's a tough guy. Tough okay. guy. Again, one of very few. Um, and then in the Eastern. So in the Eastern Conference Finals, we will have the Pittsburgh Penguins playing kind of a dark horse Ottawa Senators. I like Pittsburgh in this series. Pittsburgh's a very, very good team. And then in the Western Conference, in the Game 7, game seven last night, the Anaheim Ducks beat the Edmonton Oilers. I was pulling for Go Edmonton. Go America! I was pulling for Edmonton, even though they are not America. I like Connor McDavid. They're 19-year-old captain. Uh, he's a great player. Um, and then a team that I like to win the Cup, surprisingly, the Nashville Predators. They beat the St. Louis Blues 4-2. They swept the number one seed, 
the Chicago Blackhawks. They're hot. They're the hot team. They're a hot team. They have a player that I respect and like very much, P.K. Subban. He's a lot of fun to watch. They're, I, they're a team that I think is going to win the Cup. Um, I said it when they were playing Chicago, after they might have won the first two games, that uh, I, I have them winning the Cup. And I just I think they're a great team, and they're hot, and they're playing great hockey. So I think Nashville will come out of the West, play Pittsburgh from the East, and I think Nashville will win a very tight series um, in the playoffs. So now we're going to move on to a sport that is in the offseason, the National Football There's League. There's no offseason in the football. There is no offseason. People are still following football, which is why we're talking about it. So a verdict came out a couple days ago that... Aaron Hernandez didn't do it. He's free. Roger Goodell was right for never suspending him. Very proud of Roger Goodell. He's, so he was right about one thing. The case was dropped in the Aaron Hernandez suit because he... Um, Obviously, uh, passed like, died died before before his appeal. So he is. I guess he's innocent. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be very hard for his lawyer to make the case that Aaron Hernandez was what didn't commit suicide when on his suicide note to his wife he wrote in all caps to make sure that his wife knew you're rich. Yeah, I mean, he signed an $80 million contract before he went to jail yeah, but in the he's, first place. No, the, the Patriots are off the hook for that, but still. Right, totally. They still get his house. Odin Lloyd's family is screwed, which is terrible. Yeah, you gotta feel bad. Yeah. Let's so, move on to my favorite story out of the NFL this week. Jay Cutler is going to be an NFL analyst, and it is going to be the best thing that's ever happened to Fox Jay, Sports. Jay Cutler took over the job of John Lynch, who is now the 49ers general manager of the B-team broadcast of uh, the color commentator for um, Fox. You know, I think always having these um, former players come in and do stuff, it's good because you get a really cool idea of the game. Um... Jay Cutler is going to be the best in the booth. He's, also, he's just going to be. This is breaking news honest. of three minutes ago. Kawhi Leonard will not play Game Six. Oh, so big. I changed my prediction. The Spurs will win in seven. I think it will be a blowout tonight, unless my team basketball theory proves to be right. But I think the Rockets will win the game. Why not my playing? Prediction. That changes nothing for me. I I think him playing hurt would have been worse for the team. Right, for sure. He couldn't play when he couldn't play overtime. We all knew, like. That's when I knew he wasn't playing this game. But let's get back to the Jay Cutler. He's going to be the best thing that's ever happened to the booth. Like, I was excited when Tony Romo was going to the booth. Jay Cutler is just going to say whatever he wants, whenever he wants. Is he going to be, like, the chief interception analyst, like, knowing what's going on during an interception just from his experience? Oh, yeah, no. Jay Cutler will, no, like, not only will he know, he'll be able to diagram the interceptions from the film room because he's done it just so many times. It's just going to be, like, yeah, this this is what he did wrong here. This is what he did wrong here. And who if anything is ever said to him, he'll just look at them, look back and say, "Don't care." Have you heard that story? I have not. Have you you haven't heard the Jay Cutler don't care story? I think oh, I think I might have. Man. So now we're going to move on to the MLB. Our hometown Tigers are a 500 baseball team right now. Yet the bullpen might be the worst ever. The, the bullpen's uh, so bad. Jabba was the worst ever. Jabba was a beast. Not really, but I love Jabba. Um, the bullpen right now with Frankie Rodriguez is 
a disaster. Justin Wilson has took over as the closer. But he hasn't had to pitch a closing job yet, has he? I think he's pitched one game when they were up by four. Yeah, but so no, never safe. he hasn't had a safe situation yet, and that's going to be a huge test for him. Yeah, I don't know just, if he'll be able to handle The Tigers' that. bullpen's a train wreck. I, it's just, I've never seen something worse. Well, the issue with the Tigers... You know they're going to blow the game. The issue with the Tigers is literally every single year they come in, they do the same thing, they and sign they, these old, they, and sign they, these they old never relievers. fix the bullpen. It's ridiculous. They no. sign these old relievers that are past their prime. The bullpen has never been fixed. They had chances to win the World Series, but their bull, they could never get a bullpen. They'd spend... $20 million on Jordan Zimmerman, yet they can't spend, f- like, $20 million on a good bullpen. It's getting ridiculous. I, I Just use a draft pick on a strong arm. Make him into a closer. I mean, they, they had that with Bruce they, Rondon they, until he oh, threw out God, his arm in his rookie season. Yeah, but they tried that with with Jimenez, and he's now not doing it. He, he was I mean, brought it, up, and he didn't do it's anything. It's his rookie season. Yeah, I don't know. I Hopefully he can turn it around. Um, There have been more home runs this year. Well, probably because of Tiger's bullpen. But, yeah, no, it's it's a ridiculous amount of home runs. Do you have a theory behind this? Because I do have a theory. Uh, your theory is probably that they're all taking steroids. No, it's not not, not steroids, not steroids. I think it's global warming. The ball travels further. <laughs> okay. My theory is that Joe West is calling more baseball games and Joe Buck. Joe West. Joe the, West. the umpire. Joe West. Oh, okay. He's umping baseball games. And I've watched a few of his games. And there are more home runs hit in his games than any other games because of how bad of an umpire he is. And I think that's really gone league-wide with how bad the umps have been. I think that... Baseball the strike zone, be, the strike, It should be computerized. The strike zone has gotten, A, inconsistent, so it puts the pitchers and hitters in a bad situation. So hitters are just walking up there and saying, I'm going to swing for the fences because I don't know what a strike is. B, it's gotten so small for pitchers that every, they're behind in almost every count. So... When it's an 0-2 count, they got to throw a fastball over the plate, and it's they're just being rocked. Yeah, and I think that's. But another thing is like batting averages are down too. There are only thirteen players in the in the American League with over three hundred batting averages right now. So I mean, they're, everybody's swinging for the fences. They're all we're just swinging for the fences. It's, it's ridiculous. One guy who's swinging for the fences, one of the thirteen guys who's doing ridiculous, Aaron Judge on the Yankees. Rookie. Rookie Aaron Judge, rookie of the year. Six Aaron eight. Judge. Six seven, giant Aaron Judge. Giants. He is going to be a beast. I mean, that guy hits the ball. It's just his size. He's killing the ball. I mean, well, talk about his strike zone. That strike zone's bigger than some players combined. That guy's that massive. guy's strike zone is Jose Altuve standing up. <laughs> if you put Jose Altuve from Aaron Judge's knees to his letters, that's that's his strike zone. It very well might be. But, I mean, he's just crushing the ball. He's playing great baseball. Also, his team, the New York Yankees, they, are playing great baseball. They swept the Cubs. And believe me, I know they swept the Cubs because I was one of the idiots who decided to stay up till 3 in the morning to watch the grueling 18-inning uh, Cubs loss. It I, I, I think I need an intervention for sports based off that fact that I... Stayed up for a meaningless regular season baseball game till three in the morning. Hey, every game counts. I'm uh, yes, I agree, but a Yankees Cubs game. I have no affiliation to either team, but I stayed up for some unknown reason. I, I, I need to be checked into an institution. This is it's it's gotten bad. My sports addiction, like it is really bad at this point. I that that was really the peak of it though. 
you're see, you're very lucky you go to bed early. You don't have those moments where you see, okay, it's the ninth inning, so I'm just gonna wait till this game ends and go to it's bed. It's not that. I just don't care enough about a regular oh. season baseball game. Even if it's the Tigers. You game, would you would think I just you, don't care. You would think you don't care. And then I got emotionally attached to the Cubs in that game after they came back. And then I'm like, okay, I'll stay up to watch the Cubs win in the tenth inning. And then it's like, once you hit like the fourteenth inning, you're like, okay, this is a thing now. I have to watch the end of it, or else I'm going to be upset with myself. And it's oh, it was painful to stay up for three hours after midnight. Yeah, that might that might that might suck. But do you know what's also kind of crazy? Florida's football coach Jim McElwain take, oh, took a picture with a shark. Not only was it a picture with a shark, but he was butt naked. He was laying naked on top of a shark, and he is now denying that it's him. So It's him. He was in the picture. It's him. I would like to put this announcement out that if you are the Florida head coach doppelganger, and you take pictures on top of sharks naked, please contact the Foam Finger Podcast. Love to interview you. That'd be awesome. Would love to interview your doppelganger, because... If you don't contact us, I'm gonna I'm just gonna come out and say it. I think it might have been Jim McElwain. I I just think it might have been him. Yeah, I think it <laughs> it, I, it, it was, was it was for, it was for sure him. So now we're gonna move to my favorite segment of our show, my fun fact. So last episode I gave you guys a tip about how to burn some quick calories. Now we're gonna give you a tip of how to make tea. So if you keep yelling for eight years. Seven months and six days, you would produce enough sound energy to heat up a cup of tea. So, if you don't have a microwave or a stove or any other source of heat, keep yelling. And it will heat up your cup of tea. On top of that, I hear Jeff Fisher doesn't have a job at the moment. Maybe you could contact him, pay him $4 to yell for eight years. He, I'm sure he's available and would be willing to do it. I think he'd only give you half a cup of tea. Yeah, well, Jeff. He only gives you half a season. Uh, only half, yeah. Only half. All right, well, that wraps up our show. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter, at FoamFingerPod. So, no podcast, but at FoamFingerPod. Also, we'd love if you guys would subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. I believe they're both Foam Finger Podcast. Yep. So, give us a follow. Give us a like. Well, we'll see you next week for the Foam Finger Podcast with Jacob and Ian. Good night.